that's the corporate world now. It's no more gold watches. So actually in that, um, in that TED talk, I open up by saying there are no more gold watches, which for many who are too old to understand, you know, that was the day when you retired and you had 25 years, you got a pension and a gold watch and you rode off into the sunset. Those days are gone. Yeah. And I urge everybody to get a Fitbit because, you know, a Fitbit is reminding you to get moving. And that's what corporate executives need. Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm Nikita Thigpen, your host and balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships so you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work life and love. I am thrilled that we are in season 16. I have been waiting. If you guys can see me, I'm like tapping my fingers in a really devious way. I have been waiting for this season because this season is all about the freedom and fury of balancing love and career. And for our brave men that are out there that are listening to this, we know sometimes you don't like to use the word career because you kind of lean into the word success. So if you if you like to change this to love and success, so be it. But it's all the same for us because as women in business, this is the game that we play. Our careers are part of our greater success, but they do not make up the totality of our success, which we will talk about throughout the various episodes of this season. And I have the perfect, perfect, perfect guest for this show to be our feature expert. She is a phenomenal woman. I have to say I was extremely impressed with her background. And we don't have that disclaimer that I normally have when I'm like, listen out y'all, be mindful about your engagement with me because this is my sister, my friend. But I feel like she might become one of those. And we're meeting, <laughs> you hear her laughing? We're meeting each other for the first time, literally just moments before the taping of this show, which I am super excited about because I never have an opportunity to like not know someone's deeper inner everything beforehand. So we're both going to be surprised as in you and I with a lot of the wonderful conversation that I'm anticipating because it's already been juicy and we were just having like a prep conversation for a few minutes. So I would love to welcome Patricia Rumbaletti. I'm trying to say her name correctly because you guys know I like to change words around. She's a career advocate who helps senior level executives find purpose in their careers, an expert in corporate America and how easily it's rigors can lead to burnout, Patricia's expertise enables executives to take control of their careers and accelerate their moves towards not just any job, but the right job, y'all, the right one. Find something that fits you so you can do greater work in the world. Patricia, welcome to Balance Boldly today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Me too. I'm super excited. I think we were having such good love just before we even push record on this. I'm so excited to get started with you to share your message with the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to share too. It'll be awesome. So while we uh, warm up to everything, would you love to share with the listeners just kind of what's been going on with you in the world and what brought you to this space of really wanting to help people find their purpose in their careers? Yeah, well, I, I've been on a, on a long journey of many decades and started my career in sales and sales leadership and then found my way into retained executive search. And quite honestly, I thought I would, you know, spend the rest of my years doing that, recruiting mm -hmm. corporate executives for corporations. Um, and then um, it was sort of a perfect storm, I think, with the recession and the uh, challenges for folks to find, you know, the right roles 
going through that recession and to the other side. And I woke up one day and realized that the rules had changed for mm -hmm. job seekers. Um, and I decided that I wanted to switch sides and work with the, the candidate side, work as a career coach, um, because I, I could see behind the curtain. I knew what had been going on, what was going on, and I could really be a way shower. Um, and help people sort things out and find not just the right role, but get rid of the frustrations that happen in the current hiring environment. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of frustrations, especially with all the isms that are out there right now, the ageisms, you know, all, all of it, especially when you're a woman or a man that has a pretty significant dossier and your CV or your resume speaks so highly of your expertise that some companies are actually intimidated by it and don't want to bring you in for various reasons, because you're already going to need to come in at the, their top pay threshold or whatever the case is. What was your experience with that in terms of like working with people on the career coaching side of it, knowing that they're constantly being kind of head, head butted up against, you know, rejection and these interviews where people just wanted to bring them in so they could check off a box and say that they interviewed them, but they had no intention. Right. Yeah. And that, that still happens so, 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 so much. I, I think one of the things I realized that I was, I, I'm a very much of a straight talker, mm -hmm. always had been for all my, my life. And, and it really fit in this um, part of my career because you're right. There are companies that um, look at a CV and say, you know, overqualified. I hear mm -hmm. that so much. My clients come to me and I was able to kind of help people understand kind of, I'm going to say the hard truth, but if they came to me and said, I want to take a step back in my career, like I, I want to get off of the treadmill. I don't want to travel so much. Um, it doesn't matter about the title, you know, doesn't matter. Compensation doesn't have to be where I was. I just want to step back. And they would start out on that journey and then come to me and say, nobody wants to hire me. I go in and I interview. I say I'm willing to take the step back. And they seem to not believe me. And, you know, I had to tell them, well, first of all, it could very well be that the person that you're talking to sees you as a threat. Mm -hmm. um, you're more qualified and they don't believe, they really, even if they do believe it, they're afraid that if they bring you in, you're going to show them up. So the truth telling had to be that you are not going to get a job on the traditional trajectory when you're trying to make a pivot like that. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the smoothest landings are when you're going from exactly what you were doing to exactly the same kind of role just in another company, not even in another industry, just in another company. Yeah. And so then I would, you know, what I get great joy in, and have my passions from is helping them design strategies so that we can, you know, try to get them uh, along the road to where they want to be um, and do it in a, in a different way because applying for a job and the traditional approach to job search is not going to do it when you're trying to do something non-traditional to the way corporate minds are locked in. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense on so many levels. So then the, here comes the, the million dollar question, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what do you do? Yeah. Right. So, so it has to be done. Um, this kind of a, of a change has to be done through networking. And I can tell you that 80 to 90% of the time, when I say that to somebody, they say, but I've been too busy. I don't have a network. Now they're on LinkedIn and they have, you know, 500 plus connections, but what they really have is a database and a, they don't have a network that works. So the, the, the million dollar answer is I work with them very directly and, and, and focus first on curating a network mm -hmm. where they want to go. 
So most of the time they'll say, well, I really want to be, sometimes they want to go from for-profit to not-for-profit or, you know, again, from travel to, to less travel. And I, I, um, I know I can use my skills here. So we say, let's go curate a network of introductions into people there mm-hmm. that, and let them get to know you. So it's not a rapid change. Now, if somebody um, comes to me and says, I want to make this change and I need to land in 90 days, and I've had that happen, um, the answer is then you need a two-step plan. You need plan one, which is if you need to have addition, you know, your income reactivate in 90 days, or you don't, you can only take a 90 day gap, then we need to take you where the market wants you. But once we get you there, we work on plan B, which is do your job. Don't do more than your job, do your job. And then we carve out time and I work with them to carve out time in their schedule to curate that network where they want to go. So if they haven't done any of that ahead of time, it's a two-step process. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. So then pulling the curtain wider open, right? You have the tactical techniques that you're obviously an experienced executive and you've been on both sides of the table, like you said. So you can give them some insight into the the various ways to kind of navigate this labyrinth of their next move in a really significant way, which is phenomenal. And I know for your new book, you have a whole method that's like the bulletproof method of of really making sure they can bulletproof their career moving forward. But then there's the other side, as we open up the curtain, you're dealing with these individuals who are coming at various levels of an emotional state, depending on when they found you in their process, right? Like if they found you after, God forbid, but two years of going through this or a year, like they're, they are burnt out. Like they are just like, I am at the bottom and it's been affecting everything behind their own curtain besides when they're in a suit and they're sitting in front of you. It's, you know, their husbands or wives or partners or their kids, their pets, like everyone that they love has been affected by the, by this imbalance that they've been experiencing all that time. Do you help them with that part of the process? That's step one. Okay. So, yeah. So what I mentioned to you was, you're right. That's the tactical, you know, this is how we do it. That's a million dollar question. But in order to um, leverage that million dollar investment, we start with number one clarity, um, which just means where, what do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? What things are important mm-hmm. to you? There's a whole questionnaire that I have. But as soon as we get through that, we focus and, and continuously throughout the process, everything focuses on mindset. So with my coaching clients, when, when we have a coaching call, they have to tell me um, between the last time we spoke and this time on a scale of one to 10, where mindset mm-hmm. and they they know a few things they know that if it's uh, you know one being it's terrible 10 being i'm i'm higher you know everything's great um they know that if it's five or below they have to text me so we can get on a call and that i shoot for them to have it between eight and ten okay. and and a lot of that is based on i'll tell you the number one thing i help them to do is one number one focus on the things that you can control because the Mm -hmm. frustration and all of that comes from wanting something to happen in a way that it can't happen because they're not in control of it right um and they're usually very you know successful executives who were in control of things so it's very very hard to understand why they're not in control um so that's a you know one of the the key foundations the mindset and the second foundation that i coach them with is have a repertoire of go-to things that you do. Maybe the first go-to is you listen to music. The second mm-hmm. go-to is you take a walk. 
walk, you get with the dogs, you take the kids out, um, you have a date night, whatever it is, find something that changes your, you know, where you're focusing, changes your thinking and gets your mind away from the problem and going further and further down and in, into the things that you're grateful for and that are wonderful in your life. So don't get over occupied with this one aspect and, and, when they do that, I can guide them more easily. And they, and they actually, you know, are far more effective both in networking and interviewing at that point. Yeah, no, that makes sense to pull someone from that kind of emergency state that they're in and to back them into something that's uh, maybe still urgent, obviously, because we're, we're talking about their overall lives, but that's not making them feel like there's nothing else that I can possibly think about from the, the time I wake up in the morning to the time that I don't go to sleep at not night. Precisely. Right? Precisely. And, and also the strategy is also based on when we start out, the, mm -hmm. the other question that the two questions I need to make them, I, I have them answer for me is number one, what is your financial runway? You know, how much time do you mm -hmm. have to work on the strategy? But number two, what is your emotional runway? Yeah. And I've had some people with a very long financial runway and a very short emotional runway. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, you know, if I can help them understand, if you have that short and emotional runway, then let's execute a really great plan A, B, then, then rather than try to hold out on plan A when it's going to get harder and harder for you because you just don't have the emotional capacity to not be doing what you love to do. Right. Yeah. So those, those, there's a lot of preliminary before we even start to say, let's look at your resume. Let's look at this. Like, no, 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 no. Let's get clarity. Let's get your mindset. Um, understand the importance of it. Um, I always say your, your mindset drives your confidence and your confidence drives your destiny. Um, so that's the, the next most important thing. And then we evaluate that runway and then we construct a strategy accordingly. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, one of the things that I was, you know, because I did my professional stalking, let's highlight that professional stalking of you. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Before we, we got together uh, for today, um, and even a little bit more so than I normally would, because normally, uh, you know, as I stated in the beginning, I usually have some, some form of relationship with many of the guests that I, that I, that I bring into what I call my virtual kitchen. Like this is our kitchen conversation over tea, right? Um, and I found some language from you that I thought was beautiful. Um, and I completely agree with it, which was kind of looking at your career like a gigger, if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, I would love for you to share more about that. Yeah. So um, that whole, you know, is kind of a perfect storm. I was finishing the final drafts of my book and I got a, a an email saying your name has been submitted by several people to do a TED talk and um, we want you to talk about the gig economy. Mm -hmm. And, and I said, well, from what perspective, and initially it was, you know, more or less, you know, how there's Uber drivers and Lyft drivers now. And I said, yeah, but your audience is going to be from fortune 500 in the Atlanta area, which is where I'm based. Mm -hmm. um, and what, you know, they're not, they're not, they don't want to be Lyft drivers, but I will tell you this. Um, and I started, I talked about it in my book and it really is the foundation of bulletproofing your career. I said, people um, today in corporate America need to think and act more like a gigger thinks and acts to be successful. Mm -hmm because giggers are more nimble, more agile. They adapt to change more rapidly. Um, they're used to constant disruption and that's the corporate world now. It's no more gold watches. So actually in that, um, in that TED talk, I open up by saying there are no more gold watches, which for many who are too old to understand, you know, that was the day when you retired and you had 25 years, you got a pension and a gold watch and you rode off into the sunset. Those days are gone. Yeah. And I urge everybody to get a Fitbit because, you know, a Fitbit, every 
once in a while is reminding you to get moving and that's what corporate executives need. So yeah, the, I, I just believe if you just think and act more like a gigger and um, if your audience has a chance to look at my TED talk, I go through some very specific um, examples of how giggers think and how uh, corporate executives can take on that same thinking. No, I love that. And you're actually making me think of uh, Rod Cologne has a show, he, a radio show, a traditional radio show that he's been doing on Monday evenings for, uh, you know, I don't want to date him. I'm just going to say more than a few years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's really the significance is basically being the CEO of your life. And although he's usually taught, he's talking to everyone, obviously, but a lot of the people who follow him um, are the millennials, quite interesting. Um, and, and Rod is not a millennial, so let me say that. <laughs> um, but he, he has a knack and attack for them and a love for them. Um, and they, they get it when he's saying, similar to what you're sharing, like you, you got to move more entrepreneurial in your spirit, um, regardless of the career path you're on, because at the end of the day, if this company decides to merge or be acquired uh, or shut down, <laughs> you know, or whatever, as much as they probably appreciated the skill that you brought to the table and you've, you know, invested time, energy and resources and probably to your, your point, because you were right clear about the word differential that you use, they probably built their network internally to the system where you're saying you need to curate your network. So I, I heard that distinguish, you know, difference there on purpose. And that's what um, he's, he's not using your terminology, obviously, but he's saying very similar to the younger folk, like be mindful. He's not telling them to, you know, job hop every year, but be very mindful of how you, uh, without using your language, curate your network. And I would love for you to, to share how curating could give you more freedom um, and, you know, being able to just move forward with your own version of work-life balance. Yeah. And it really gives you more confidence, right? Mm -hmm, so when you mm -hmm. know you're in charge, I, you know, you can tell um, I'm a big believer in just control what you can control, but when you know what you can control, really take ownership of it. Right. So, um, so it's, it's funny um, at the luncheon of the Ted talk, I had a table of millennials um, that I was moderating a discussion and they said, Hey, how can we put what you just described to work mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. here? And they came from a big box retailer and I to know that big box retailer pretty well. And I said to them, well, um, what part of the you know, organization do you work in? And they said, well, we work in the retail side. And I said, are you familiar? Have you curated any network in the e-commerce side? And they looked at me and, you know, no, uh, we don't know anybody over there. And I said, well, the retail side in your company is growing by a little, just a little over 5%, mm -hmm. but your e-commerce side is growing by just a little under 25%. Mm. So we're you think the the resources for the organization are going to go so you know they were running around and, and trying to move themselves up in in the retail and I said to them no go out into the um, e-commerce side and identify people who you need to know and people who need to know you mm -hmm. and people who need to know the contribution that you're making because you're far better off you know it's great when you can stay inside the same company and and most of the time when people you know there's transformations and reorganizations and they can't, it's because they didn't pick their head up and see that the business model was changing and they were too busy with their head down, right? Yeah. So that was a big relief for them because and they were like, well, we didn't know that. And then I followed up with them. They did a lot of research and they started, you know, connecting with folks over there. So it took a lot of stress off because um, they were, you know, realizing that there was great opportunity right where they were, but they just, it was right under their nose and they weren't curating relationships over there. 
I love that. What I'm hearing from you on so many levels, because I'm so visual and I love to like pull things in these succinct little quotes, is when you bulletproof, you've essentially added balance, right? Like then you're able to really focus on the other parts of your life that really everything that you're doing this for, right? Like you're able to focus on what really matters to you because you've taken care of the thing that helps you to take care of the people that matter to you. Right. And I think it puts it in perspective. Yeah. Right. So that's the most important thing when you realize that, and you said it so well, that the company, it's not like there's a bunch that that there's evil people out there just waiting to, to cut people. But when the business changes, when, you know, a competitor comes out of nowhere and starts taking your business away, you have to do something. So, um, you know, for uh, what I find is people come to me really, really stressed because they were inside tiptoeing around hoping they didn't be, they weren't the one that was tapped. Well, once they get through with my bulletproof system, they know they're always in control. They don't have to worry about looking over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. They have options all around them. And one of the options is stay right where I am. And the other options are, I can, I can, you know, exit you, um, you talk about visual. I'm very visual as well. And the best way I describe, if you want to see a visual, the bulletproof strategy is, you know, it's, we've all been to the circus with the trapeze artist, you know, mm-hmm. and there's one swinging and, um, and then they have to reach out and grab the, the empty um, uh, rung that's coming towards them, empty trapeze that's coming towards them. Um, and if they're not prepared, they fall into the net. And my dream vision is that my clients are always ready for that next uh, trapeze to come at them. They grab and go sailing off into the other direction and they're not going down into the net because it takes way too long to get back up from there. Yes. I love, first of all, I love that very action packed visual that you just gave. (laughs) (laughs) You can see it, right? Yes. I could, I could see it and I could feel the fall. Like I could, I could could see all of it. That was so Perfect. Okay. So I have to ask you with all the work that you're doing in the world and everything that you're, you know, helping your clients secure and doing and being and growing and going, how do you give yourself permission to pause and just take care of Patricia? Yeah. Um, I am extremely blessed to still be having a career and doing a career that I love so much and to have two very active grandchildren. Yes. And so, you know, t- spending time with them and experiencing life, the one's seven and one's 11, the 11 year old is a, a very athletic uh, young woman who is just a joy to be with. Um, and that's, you know, there, let's go to the museum. Let's go here. Let's go there. I can get, go to re-see all the, the Disney movies and the new Disney movies. So it's wonderful and, and it's my joy. So it's real easy and um, there's nothing better than an excited, you know, seven or 11 year old to pull you away and, and take you somewhere. And, you know, they, they have a working mom who's often busy. So it's my joy also to be able to give her some relief. No, I love that. I'm a grandmom too, but mine's are so much smaller, nine months and 23 months. So I'm Ooh, almost there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you get to go to the movies again. You'll love it. <laughs> oh yes. I'm looking forward to it. You just made my whole heart like, you know, patter just a little bit more. That was fantastic. Uh, so Patricia, how can people connect with you to go a little bit further, find out more about bulletproofing their career or just to get you in their space to help guide them through their plan A and B? Yeah, thank you. Um, they they can get the first chapter of my book, actually the preface and the first chapter of my book at my uh, website, which is just bulletproofyourcareer.com. Um, and that's a really good 
I love for people to read that first because it tells them my style and point of view, and then they know if they want to go further. Mm -hmm. um, the book is available on Amazon. It was designed to take two to three hours maximum to read the first time through, and then it's very um, prescriptive. There's lots of actions and activities. So connecting with my book, connecting with me on LinkedIn, um, I, I think we'll have the link in the show notes, mm -hmm. hopefully for that. Um, those are the two best ways. And, and my email is just pat at bulletproofyourcareer.com and, um, love to, to help more and more people. I want more people to think like a gigger, be excited to think like a gigger, even inside of a W2 environment. I love this. And now, you know, now, you know, I'm torn with the title, right? Because, you know, I, I had the title down to, you know, when you bulletproof your balance and I'm like, Oh, I like think like a gigger. So it'll be a yeah. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of us. I will tell you that they have uh, um, control of their destiny. They feel that. And that's, that is such a, a relief for most people. So that's, that's the joy of being thinking and acting more like a gigger. I love it. You have been incredible, spirited, energetic, and so informative. And I have to thank you and honor you for the time you took for our listeners today. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me share my message because I'm trying to get it far and wide. So thank you for being a conduit for that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, you know, the book doesn't stop with me, right? Like, you, you, you know, I have so many more people to introduce you to because I'm about this life. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And I have to, I have to do that back for you. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. Balance Bowley listeners, were you not thrilled and excited by Patricia? So amazing. Please make sure that you look at the bottom of the show notes. Of course, not if you are on the treadmill or driving. You can always, you know, bookmark this podcast episode and make sure that you click on her links. Please get her book. I am encouraging you to do it, especially if you or someone you know could use a little bit of bulletproofing to add some balance to their life. Because at the end of the day, she was very clear and very thorough on how the two go together. And I pray that you understand just how much that when you bulletproof, you add freedom and less fury to the love and career that you are trying to create. So thank you again for tuning in with us, for being here. As always, if you like what you hear on Balance Boldly for Ambitious Women in Business and a Few Brave Men, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share this message to help us ensure that the other ambitiously bold and brave have access to all these good, valuable life, love, and business balance tools. You can always connect with me at Ask Nikita on just about any social platform. IG is my favorite place to play right now. You guys know that. Of course, go to thinkpro.com and check us out to get more information about what we have to offer. Until next time, go create your balance, create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. Thank you for listening.